This, 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 this is mythical. What's the best sparkling water? The Sport Crew says they have the answer. Check out their ranking of the best sparkling waters on the market, flavored or not. Don't have enough Josh in your life? Well, you can hear yours truly in episode four of Ronstadt, a scripted podcast from Q Code, Wood Elf, and Mythical right now. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm really good. Please check out Ronstadt on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And make sure to follow so you don't miss an episode. And also let me know when you spot me. There's no such thing as a beverage. That's it. That's the intro. This is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. Hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> and no. I'm your host, <laughs> hold on. And I'm your host, Nicole Handizada. Had a frog in my throat, I'm sorry. Auspicious start to the podcast. Nicole forgot her own name. <laughs> Let me just eat my water. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, it's been a while. What? It's been a while. It's been a What's while been since a while? we've had just a completely insane kind of, you know, Josh rant about a subject that no one cares about. And I yeah. thought we'd bring it back. Okay. I thought we'd bring it back. We we did There's No Such Thing as a Soup, which is something I stand by. And uh-huh. people have called me out on that because I've I've posted pictures of myself making a soup. Mm-hmm. And people have been like, oh, Josh, I thought soups didn't exist. And I'm like, look, I'm trying to communicate what the wet food is that I'm putting in my body, and I understand that all you sheeple out there, you believe... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's a portmanteau of sheep and people. Nicole. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Sheeple. They're mm-hmm, sheep people because mm-hmm. they follow. Why don't we say uh, peep? What do you mean? Instead of sheeple. Why don't we say... Instead of it Oh, being... like a people sheep. A peep. Because <laughs> peeps, I believe, are copyrighted by uh, whatever corporation makes peeps. Instead of wake up sheeple, wake up. Wake up, peeps, because then you sound like a substitute teacher trying to sound cool in front of like an eighth grade class. And I'm like, what up, peeps? (laughs) I'm Mr. Jones, but you can call me Jerry. That's the name of the cowboy's owner. Anyways, what I'm saying is, Nicole, I don't believe beverages exist. I don't think there are any meaningful distinctions between drinks and food. I think the category of food and drink is completely meaningless. Everything is merely uh, consumables. Okay. I disagree. Why? Okay, because, okay, whenever you go, okay, this is a great example. Go ahead. When you are hosting a party, okay, and you're renting a space and they, they provide you food and drink, the food mm. has a set price. The drink does not. But you're specifically talking about alcohol, right? Well, yeah, that's a big kind of drink. Okay, no, no, no but uh, alcohol is typically found in drink form. That is true. Yeah. Alcohol can also be found in non-drink form. Alcohol like is a drug. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. You know about palcohol? Of course I know. I know about S- so many things. Speaking, speaking of portmanteaus, palcohol is short for powdered <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> and it was legal for all of like a minute. Yeah, I remember there were like videos of people make dr- drink. Uh, consuming. Oh, what are they doing to palcohol? What are they doing? Are they drinking palcohol? They can't. It's a powder. They were consuming it. They were consuming. That's what I'm saying. Everything's yeah. consumable. So palcohol is powdered alcohol that uh-huh. you. What was their market for it? Because I, I, I remember reading their sort of internal oh, marketing documents. Do you not like the taste of alcohol? Here's palcohol. So the way that they tried to market it was that they were like, oh, it's uh, it's very portable for people to carry. So if you're going to like an outdoor concert, then you can bring your palcohol and then get whatever beverage you want and just add a little bit of palcohol. So silly. It was like there was like they were marketing like emergency. It was little like Gatorade powder, you mm-hmm. know, packets that they have. But then someone was like, 
Hey, don't you think like a 15-year-old is going to get their hands on this, consume a whole thing and die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, this is for responsible adults. And they're like, don't you think teens are going to put this in their nose? <laughs> like, no, that can never happen Did with alcohol. Happen? I don't think it was legal. It was legal long enough for it to happen. Oh, I, I remember there were so many tie-ups for it. Interesting. But what I'm saying is alcohol is mostly consumed in drink format, but you have things like alcohol. But not only that, like... There are ways to eat alcohol. You got your vodka-soaked gummy bears. Okay. You know, I've let beef jerky sit in malt liquor, eat that as a you snack. Let, what have you done? College was weird for me. Yeah, it sounds things. like it. Uh, but no, Did I'm you saying- reserve the liquid and then do like a, you know how they like make like beef fat washed whiskey? Yeah. Did you do beef jerky washed uh, well, like, Yeah, we drank it because it was... <laughs> That's so silly. Why are you surprised by this? I don't know. I mean, you never con- you never cease to amaze me, Josh. Here. I you don't know, know the life I used to live. Yeah, but that's wild, man. But I'm saying, when you're saying food and drink like that, giving a separate cost for the food and drink at, say, like a wedding or something, that means alcohol. Yeah, right? but that's, that's what the I'm surcharge looking. is. But they're not charging extra for like, I mean, they'll throw like juice? iced tea, cranberry juice. They'll charge extra, but it's not at that premium. But I think there are too many things in that category that. For instance, right, I often, when I eat breakfast, I typically consume the same thing. It's some combination of Greek yogurt, fruit, and protein powder with 65 grams of protein at least in it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, some say that your body can only absorb 30 grams of protein per hour or something, and then the rest of it, it kind of just gums up your digestive tract. Uh, given my experience, that seems to be true as well. Um, however... I generally will either turn that into a smoothie, which many would consider a drink, mm-hmm. or I will turn it into a yogurt bowl. Yes. I was going to ask you, do you drink yogurt? Well, I mean, think about different yogurt do drinks. Drink do you drink pudding? or eat yogurt? Do you drink or eat pudding? Because pudding is the, uh, what's that thing that you mix with cornstarch and water? What? Not a slurry. What's what's that non-Newtonian fluid? The non-Newtonian fluid. I don't know. You can't just yell non. Oh, uh, like goop, gorp, <laughs> grop, sloop, sling, oobleck, oobleck, gobble, gobble. Pudding is the oobleck of is. the culinary world. P- okay, okay. Case in point. Case in point. Case in point. Danimals. 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 A portmanteau of Danon and animals. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a portmanteau. I like how they thought people cared enough about the name Danon in yogurt to care that it was called Danimals. It. One time I wanted to make a Danimal banana and call it <laughs> Bananimals. <laughs> so they take Danimals came out with drinkable yogurt. Yes. A while ago for, for kids. It was in a little crush container. I remember. The crush. But like all they've done is they, I mean, to thin out yogurt enough to drink it, especially a thin yogurt that's not Greek or it's not strained. Bulgarian. But yeah, like Bulgarian the, the mountain Bulga- yogurt. Bulgarian mountain yogurt's drinkable. Yeah. Is that a sure. drinker of food? Are Danimals uh, drinkable, crushable yogurts? Is that a drinker of food? Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. There's no point in differentiating. But I want to. Why? Because uh, you put, I don't know, something in my mind is telling me that like this cup of water in front of my face right now is not food. I would maybe argue that water, no, water's still a food. Uh, water is still consumable. I was going to say I could maybe make a case that water is the only true drink. So consu- so, so you think anything that enters your mouth hole and you swallow is considered consumable? Solely a consumable, which I think we could even colloquialize to say food. So, I think okay. water is a food, not a beverage. What is a beverage? Nothing is a beverage. Beverages nothing don't is exist. a beverage? Nothing is a beverage. And nothing guess- is a soup? 
What? Nothing, no, nothing is a soup. soup. It's nothing all is a beverage. It's all just things you what consume do we doing here, for Josh? nutrition. It's all, it's, it's to create. So what is the point of food, right? There, I know a fair amount of people in athletic spaces who like don't care anything about food culture, right? They don't sure. get joy out of food. They're mm-hmm. like, food is strictly fuel for my body to accomplish yeah. a task at need. Uh, and they'll like, you know, put some mustard on white rice. Shout out to Nick Scarvellis, pro oh, shop man. putter and best friend, because that's what he does. Mustard um, on white But no, I, I, I understand that relationship to food for certain people. However, the point of food throughout like all of history has been to um, have some sort of cultural connection to gamify life enough to being joyful, mm-hmm. right? Think about the consumption of hot peppers, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't make any sense. It causes you physical pain. It is literally it. a defense mechanism from a plant to cause you pain to not want to consume it. Uh-huh. And we, through evolutionary biology and also just you know development of culture and this idea that things should be fun and exciting, we've been like, no, we're going to lean into this pain and like turn this into a an almost a problem to be solved. You know, here's a plant mm-hmm. that doesn't want us to eat it, but we're going to figure out how to turn it into sambals, how to, you know, turn that into chili paste and all that stuff. So, so like the point of consuming anything has always been one nutrition, but then two, uh, rooting yourself to a shared culture with a group of people, you know, creating a sense of identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then three, just kind of joy. Evolutionarily, we we grew to want to laugh, right? Someone, uh, I don't have the receipts on this, but there's a cultural anthropologist who coined the term uh, the problem-solving gene and said that laughter was actually originally sort of developed as a sort of like mechanism to get you to want to solve problems. Like you what? see a problem, you solve it, and you're like, aha, <laughs> look at that thing, I did it. And really? so that is the point of food to me throughout like all of cultural in, huh. in human history. And so I don't think we ever need to develop, you know, uh, any sort of differentiation between beverage and food. I think that's just completely false. It is all things that we have developed over thousands of years to put in our mouths for joy, for culture, for comfort, and for nutrition. Case in point, yogurt. <laughs> Think about so Doug. I was just about to say Doug. <laughs> Doug. I mean, what is Doug? Is Doug a, a drink or a food? It's a drink. But I mean, Doug is a is a fermented yogurt drink with sparkling water. Sometimes has mint in it. By the way, oh, I love when there's the I dried hate mint. Doug. I literally had an argument with like five people. I'm like, Doug sucks. Like, Doug is the best. <laughs> I'm like, Doug is garbage. It's really. I mean, it's it's kind of like a, a yogurty. Got a little bit of like a cheesy kefir flavored. Yeah, it has a very specific taste. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I don't really care for it personally. I think maybe an argument for that drinks do exist is that they are complementary to food. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, like, you you drink a cola with a burger, and they're almost meant to offset each other. Yeah, like, like a milkshake and a burger. Is yeah. a milkshake a food? Well, no. I mean, of course. I mean, think. Well, what about a frosty? Frosty. Ooh. A fr- okay, so think ice about this. Ice cream is food. But then, at what point does ice cream melt enough to become a drinkable drink? Well, that's a great question. Right? Does know. it exist in the state of food? At one moment and then the next after it melts. Because a milkshake you would consider a drink, right? You go to In-N-Out, you're yeah. slipping it through a straw. Uh-huh. But then how? what percent of difference in morphology is there between an In-N-Out milkshake and a Wendy's Frosty, which mm. does not come with a straw? Nicole, it comes with a spoon. It does? Yeah. I don't know. I've only had one Frosty before in my life. You only had you one it, Frosty? Yeah, you gave it to me and I ate like 45% of it. What the hell? Yeah, what do you mean? I don't do fun things like eat Frosties. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, is eating something with a spoon make it no longer a liquid? Well, no, no, no. We're not talking about liquid. We're talking about drink. 
Oh, well, you can spoon coffee into your mouth. You can, but like people don't. Yeah, you reason. do. Yeah, who's, you who's spooning coffee? I, you you okay. spoon coffee? Yep. Okay, well, I'm mixing up my coffee and I take a spoon and that's I. That's a taster spoon. That's different. No, it's not. That's a taste because that it's is. Still, it's that's still performing the preliminary. It still is performing the function no, of slurping. No, no, that is, that is preliminarily tasting it to then make sure that it's primed for you to actually drink. Does it Have matter? you ever consumed it's a still, whole cup of coffee with a spoon? Of course not. Of course not. You taste it with a spoon, right? Just to kind of get the so, taste, and so, then you drink it out of the cup. So if I drink. switch, so if I switch my utensil for how I'm consuming something, that changes it. It, it certainly changes what the intent was behind the thing, okay. whether to drink or to eat. Okay, one so, drinks with a straw, one eats with a spoon. So with but a it's stew, meaningless. So with a stew, I eat I eat all of the the solid parts first of the stew with mm-hmm. a spoon, mm-hmm. and then I use my mouth to tip the bowl to drink up this the, the rest of. You're the telling me the that's stew. a beverage now? I'm asking you. No, beverages don't exist and soups don't exist. It's all just food that you put in your... It's all consumables that you put in your body for nutrition, for comfort, for culture, for joy. So you mean to tell me that soda is in the same bracket as a hamburger? Correct. And what in Soda what is in the same... Because they're both giving you nutrition and comfort and joy and culture. But they're not. But they are. How are they? Because, I mean, literally, even think about diet soda. The reason I said that I water. Hate diet soda. <laughs> oh, God, I love I it. I hate that taste. Give me that diet, Dr. DP. I hate it. But either way, you're putting some sort of like minerals in your body at the very least. So even water, right? Water doesn't have any nutritional values. Typically, no. zeros across the board. However, you know, some may have a little bit of sodium in it, but water is generally giving you some sort of mineral content, right? Your body, not only does it need the, the macronutrients, right? The protein, the carbs, the fat, it also needs, you know, all the micronutrients and the vitamins and the minerals, and you are getting that from water. So everything you are just consuming is just something to keep you alive in some way, right? Yeah. But and so it's all the same. It's, it's not all the same. The same. Category. I can't, I can't, I okay. can't wrap my head around these being the same thing. They're in two different categories. For Think me. about the nutritional content between a, a very thin soup, like say even a broth. Okay. Right. So if you look at, I wish we had, oh yeah, I have a diet Red Bull can right here. All right, so the only thing we have in this Diet Red Bull can is zeros across the board, except for 105 milligrams of sodium, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. this, essentially, I mean, this isn't even filled with sugar, right? This is just literally a salty liquid. Yes. Right? What separates that? This is a guarana-flavored salty liquid. What separates this from a thin vegetable broth? And this has minerals and vitamins Caffeine. in it, too. Caffeine. I mean, you can have a naturally caffeinated soup. Where? <laughs> I don't know. You put, like, ginseng, ginseng soup. So yeah, ginseng is, is a natural form of caffeine. You often put ginseng in a Korean uh, chicken soup. Okay. What is the difference between so those So I'm saying there's al- there, there is a world in which there is no nutritional difference between a thin ginseng-laden Korean chicken broth and a can of Diet Red Bull. So then what makes one a drink and one a food? The way that it's presented. But if you put that intent. ginseng chicken broth inside of... But I'm saying the intent... Doesn't yeah, matter. I consume broth, as my have, needs. You can have bone broth in a bowl, or you can have bone broth in a in a cup. Doesn't matter. So is but is one a beverage and is one a food? No. They're the same. <laughs> They're the same. They're indistinguishable. No. That's all I'm saying here. That's Josh, all I'm saying here. My brain. There's no difference. But and I think right now, Nicole, we're in a changing world and environment. I hate this. We're in a changing world and environment. People's needs are changing, and the 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 way that people sell to those needs are changing. 
Because, like, who before would have even talked about putting bone broth in a cup until creation with a K juicery or whatever? No. Have you been to a creation with a K? Of course. Dude, that place is weird. Owned by a Persian lady. Oh, really? Yeah. And they, they, She's the boss. I drank something there and it was, like, really delicious. It cost me, like, 12 bucks. Very I did a, expensive. Very delicious. I did, like, a kickboxing class in Brentwood a while ago. Yeah. And then went to creation immediately afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nice. And nice. I just really wanted to be on brand. There's actually a really good bone broth place. Oh, Bel- Belcampo. Belcampo makes Belcampo a great bone broth. Belcampo makes the best bone broth $11 for eight ounces I don't even care I will pay that much because it makes me feel so good and you're and you're drinking it right you are probably like walking around with it. you're walking around like the third street promenade <laughs> drinking your bone broth you're like oh my god my skin is gonna glow because of all the collagen here that's and did you know this protein that's not why I drink it it honestly just tastes really good <laughs> but you're drinking you're drinking a soup our food culture has changed so much to the point where it's normal to put soup in a coffee cup I like that world I don't, I'm not saying I dislike it. I, I like think it's interesting. World. Also, yeah. you know who was doing that for, for years before any health food store started doing it? Hmm. NFL teams. Nice. So if you, uh, you know, normally they have the Gatorade coolers and everything. Um, <laughs> Chicken broth in there. Dude, they did. Oh, they no, did. Wait, when it's cold outside? When it's super cold outside, they'll have uh, like cocoa, they'll have coffee, and they would have freaking chicken broth in heated things. You'd nice. see players just like drinking one of the little plastic Gatorade cups full of chicken broth, shuddering on the sideline in nice. Green Bay in the frozen tundra. Yeah, that's really similar to me walking on Thirsty Promenade with my <laughs> $11 super similar. Don't have enough Josh in your life? Well, you can hear yours truly in episode four of Ronstadt, a scripted podcast from Q-Code, Wood Elf, and Mythical right now. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm really good. Please check out Ronstadt on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And make sure to follow so you don't miss an episode. And also let me know when you spot me. But no, all these health food places are the ones that got me kind of thinking about this question because uh, this stuff keeps me up at night. Like, this is what I think about when I lay my head down. Right. It's like 1115. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I need to go to bed. And then you lay in bed and you're just like beverages don't exist. And then for the next two hours, you're just kind of resting around. But Josh, what about mastication? What about peristalsis? We can't talk about mastication. What about peristalsis? <laughs> what about peristalsis? What do you mean? It just it drinks just go into your body. You don't have to do anything. Actually, there is something to that. There yeah. is, so tell, tell them about the process of mastication and peristalsis. Okay, people. so I have a list. <laughs> mastication is the art or process of chewing, the act of processing or grinding, shredding, crushing, or kneading to a pulp. Mastication is step one of the digested process. I don't want to read this. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, it's just it's just the move of your mouth masticating, chewing things into a pulp so your body can consume. It goes down the esophagus, and then peristalsis happens, which is the progressive wave of contraction and relaxation at tubular muscle system, especially the alimentary canal. <laughs> alimentary canal? <laughs> alimentary canal? Is, is that it, good? English is my first is language. Is it C-A-N-A-L? Canal. Canal. <laughs> the word is canal. It's canal. What are you talking about? Alimentary canal. Alimentary canal. <laughs> it's it's sanal. <laughs> C-A-N-A-L. Okay. Alimentary canal. By which the contents are forced through the system. What about that, Josh? Uh, this is actually important, and it's important evolutionarily as well. What about chime? The you pro- know about chime? What is chime? That's what the food is turned into. Turned is it into chime. Chi- 
Guys, Can you read? I don't. Do you think I went to medical school? I don't know. Why do you expect me to be able to say <laughs> elementary candle properly? I can barely speak English on a good day. Okay, so no, like uh, chewing and swallowing is what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Peristalsis is when Clearly. you swallow food and it, it, there's a muscular movement that moves it down your esophagus. And that's something we obviously developed, you know, over time. There's a reason that humans aren't exclusively drinking liquid diet. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason weird tech bros think that you can just drink Soylent and get all the nutrition and satisfaction you need which to me completely cuts out the fact that humans have used food as entertainment for thousands upon thousands of years. I read this, gar- I, what I love doing most in this world is picking on student journalists, just oh, trying their best. Nice. No, I don't. What do you I, mean pick on? I worked for a college newspaper and I had nothing but a poor view of it. Um, but anyway, someone uh, wrote, they kind of wrote like a weird takedown piece on Babish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all about how like these days, and you know, they started with, the phrase these days so you're like oh this is automatically gonna be garbage and like these days food is about entertainment whereas food used to be about this like food has always been about entertainment yeah. every royal court has had chefs creating stupid pastries i mean we have we would not need special holiday dishes Right. There's I mean, holiday dishes dating back thousands upon mm-hmm. thousands of years. We wouldn't have those if food was all about sustenance and whatever. It's yeah. always been about fun and entertainment okay. throughout history. Yeah. Uh, did they talk about how there's like food waste and entertainment and stuff? And yeah. Which is about, like Jesus on the level. Like, of course, we waste food did, when we cook a what show. About, what about uh, whatever they're like? Oh, like because of, you know, the. The, what is it called? The environment and stuff. Like people shouldn't do it for entertainment and stuff. Talk about that. Yeah, no, they yeah. Did, which So I understand what they're to me saying. is insane because the amount of food waste that comes from the entire entertainment industry does not equal the amount of food waste that comes from uh, the wind the buffet, yeah. the grocery yeah. store. Forty percent of all food in American homes is thrown away. Totally. Uh, creating stuff for content like that is not. I understand how it could be triggering to see it on camera. Yeah. Occasionally, you know, uh, but the fact is that is doing nothing in the grand scheme of things. It's it's corporate and it's industrial. But anyways, what I was talking about is that the process of chewing and swallowing there. If you consume 200 calories worth of of <laughs> consumptibles, as I'm calling them now, via drinking. Mm-hmm. So like not chewing, not masticating, okay. not starting that digestive process. You will be hungrier than 200 calories of something that you've chewed. Uh, this is something that's been studied by by dietitians and stuff like that, um, because there is something, and, and there's is no it the energy of your mouth chewing. No, there's almost no biological reason for it. Huh. There's almost no scientific reason for why you should feel that way. Is it the way that we're absorb? It's through absorption. It, I mean, it could be. It could be that that um, God. What well, there's something called the pyloric valve. Yeah, it's probably the the absorption of liquid is faster instead of solids. Maybe I don't know. But I think what a lot of it is is uh, psychosomatic. In the sense that we enjoy chewing and swallowing yeah. things, right? It's something that True. feels biting into something is more satisfying if you're hungry, Yeah. right? And then we got to get into the fact that hunger and thirst are two different sensations. Totally two. Um, oh my God, yes. But that said, you can quench your thirst with the food. You can quench your thirst yeah, with Yeah, I've done that before and I hate it. <laughs> you ever like, are you ever like really thirsty and just like, let me just have this instead? <laughs> just, let me just eat, eat a the- whole cucumber. <laughs> Which is just water. Which is just water. Cucumbers. Watermelon's like 93% water. Yeah, Cucumber's a beverage. beverage. Watermelon is a beverage. It is. But no, I, I am fascinated by by that fact that biologically you shouldn't feel any difference, but just the process that you want to bite into something. How many times have you said the phrase like, I'm hungry, and then you realize it's not anything to do with your stomach being empty. Mm-hmm. It's just you want to eat something, right? We yeah. confuse the two things because eating is fun. It's eating entertainment. Is fun. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I mean, so is, you know, drinking, consuming anything. 
these two things. We're not solely doing it on our biological needs. We're also doing it just, you know, to make life worth living and to provide color and context. So all these things we're just consuming for life, for culture, for entertainment and for sustenance at the end of the day. There is absolutely no difference. Cool. But no, what actually got me thinking about a lot of this is the modern health food movement. Mm -hmm. Because at some point, Nicole, Nicole, at some point, smoothies, they split. You ever see like an evolutionary diagram of like a hamster or something? <laughs> I've seen evolutionary diagrams, yes. Maybe <laughs> Where not there'll on a be hamster, like, but yeah. There'll be like two creatures that'll be like, here was a coelacanth or whatever, and then it'll split and it's like, and then half the lizard part of that turned into an alligator and then somehow the other oh, half like ended up a hamster. Oh, like dinosaurs or chickens or chickens or dinosaurs Yeah, but like some ended up alligators and some ended up ostriches. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. that happened uh, at some point in the last 10 years with smoothies. Okay, is smoothie a beverage or a food? Well, this is what I'm getting at. What is it? Smoothies have polarized now where smoothies are dead. We've talked about this before. Smoothies are pretty much dead, right? The the swinging 90s of the Jamba Juice and the Robex. Yeah, the the smoothies we knew from the past, but Correct. now we have rebranded. They smoothies. have they they have split like the coelacanth did into an <laughs> ostrich and an alligator. I don't even know what a coelacanth, what a coelacanth is. is. I have no idea. But anyways, what I'm saying is smoothies have now split into either juices or bowls. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I hate smoothies. Bowls. I hate smoothie bowls. What the hell is a smoothie bowl? Ugh. It's it's sherbet. It's sherbet. It's sherbet in a bowl. Bad tasting sherbet. But a smoothie bowl is a food, whereas a smoothie is a drink. Mm-hmm. In oh. what people would say, in what yeah. the masses would say. Yeah, but the texture is a little bit different, don't you it think? Is. And then it's almost like the resultant runoff liquid ended up in the juice bar, mm-hmm. where they're serving liquidy juices. So it's like our tastes have changed to want simultaneously more solid food. And then more liquidy drinks. It's putting solid food on top of the semi-solid foods. Yeah, you're talking about the toppings on an yeah. acai bowl. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking also, about. Also, the, the crazy thing about acai is acai only grows in, I believe, one region in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And acai is incredibly difficult, near impossible to transport fresh. Mm-hmm. And so that's why everything we get with acai in it is incredibly sweet because, you know, it's they incredibly sweet to, and sour yeah. because it's preserved and also frozen and shipped. So even in like the largest Brazilian cities, they're eating like, quote unquote, inauthentic, you know, acai because it's really only one regional thing. Mm-hmm. But cool. I think it's fascinating how that's like taken over LA. I don't care for acai bowls. Would you? Do you like? Sorry, I burped. <laughs> it's okay. But do you like any smoothie bowls? Like, are, no, are you into that movement? I don't like smoothies. I love juices, though. Weird. What, I it, what love is it about? Juices. So, is it because you're treating juices as a drink and smoothie as a food? No, I treat juices as a food too. You do. You yeah, do like, like the, morning juices. Like that'll be your breakfast. It's yeah, just a morning juice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, I think smoothies make my throat hurt. <laughs> Just the cold? Yeah, the cold makes, I like cough a lot. Like I have an issue where like I laugh, when I laugh a lot on the podcast, I'm like coughing for like 15 minutes afterwards, like really hard. I think it's just my vocal cords are just very sensey. You, you, you should eat a tea. <laughs> no, you should eat a tea. What about those, what about those cubes of coffee? Those biohackers, you know, with the cubes what? of coffee? What? What are the biohackers with cubes You've of coffee? You've never seen the coffee cubes that no. the biohackers made? Google it. <laughs> is your laptop working? It's alive. Yeah, I never Miraculously, it. your laptop is alive. Yeah, this is like the Hanukkah miracle of laptops right now. <laughs> Coffee cubes founded in Burbank. Founded in Burbank? 
Wait, no, no. What is, what's the coffee? Just tell me about, oh, is it a, is it chewable it's a coffee? It's a chewable coffee. So what happens when you take something that's known as a liquid and then you solidify it and then it turns into a beverage in your mouth? What do you do? Vodka-soaked gummy bears. What do you do when that- They taste like poison. You think you know what a vodka-soaked gummy bear, Maggie's nodding along. You think you're like, oh, vodka, you know, I've had alcohol-flavored desserts. Gummy bears are really nice. But then you chew it and then you're just chewing and it's Ugh. squirting little lemon-scented vodka directly at your tonsils and you want to throw I love it. Oh my god, you eat vodka soaked gummy bears? Have you ever had the chocolates that have a shot of alcohol in them? Yes, those are good. Oh my I've god, that. those good. are good. Don't drink it. Wait, speaking of edible alcohol, do you do you partake in edible edible not alcohol, but like jello shots, right? Uh who does it? <laughs> do you enjoy jello shots? What is jello? Jello is it's you take food. a beverage and then you add a little bit of dead animal bones to it and it becomes a food. See how what? stupid all this sounds, yeah, you idiots? I guess I guess this is I guess what you're trying I guess what happened is it's all food. It's all food. And I hate that it's all food. There's no such thing as a right. drink. It's well, all the food. The only drink is water. I will concede to the fact that the only drink is water only because I do not drink water, so I have never consumed <laughs> a beverage. Do you remember yesterday I grabbed a plain water bottle and everyone, and everyone was like worried? It. And then someone took it from you. <laughs> someone took it. They were like, oh, I assumed this wasn't yours because it was the water. <laughs> All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casserole. All right, first up, we got at Ben Solo Life. Alfredo pasta tastes better microwaved. I know what they're getting at. What are they? I don't know what this means. I know. I think they're talking about leftover Alfredo pasta that is microwaved tasting mm. better. Well, yeah, because some foods taste better the next day. Some do, but yeah. some, it, 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 I wouldn't say better or worse, it changes it, right? Mm. Because the Alfredo sauce at that point Thicken. is completely absorbed by the noodles. Yeah, yeah. It's thickened, so you're, like this person probably doesn't like a very saucy pasta. They like the concentrated flavor. But have you ever uh, reheated leftover mac and cheese and yeah. it seems like the flavor just left? Sometimes. It's like that cheesy, that like cheddar funk is gone. The cheddar funk is gone. And I don't know what happens. It yeah. gets like absorbed by the noodles and like an odor eater. Yeah. And then vaporizes <laughs> like a, a burning candle. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Oh, I totally get it. It's not my thing. I like a good saucy nude. I like both. There's a time and place for both types of nudes mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. Marion Schultz 21 says, dip your cookies in applesauce. So good. Uh, what kind of cookies? Like a snickerdoodle dipped in applesauce sounds really good. But like a double chocolate chunk, chocolate chocolate cookie. No, I want to do that. I think we need to reinvent the applesauce game. Yeah, applesauce isn't sexy. It's let's not sexy, sexy, but it could be. George, let's make sexy applesauce. Let's make sexy. We'll, and we'll call it sexy applesauce. No, no, no. We'll call it hustlers. Sex sauce. <laughs> made with apples. <laughs> It's like how people tried to rebrand. Brought to you by Playboy. <laughs> Dude, Playboy applesauce. Larry Flint, get in on our sexy applesauce business. Hustler sauce. Sauce made from apples. Well, like people tried to rebrand yogurt like for men. You know, there's like, there, there's some brand. I don't think it's called Brogurt. I think it's a word that I made up. Uh, or, or Overnight Oats. There's one just called like Mush. And it has very oh, like masculine yeah. branding on it. Is it? Yeah, I don't feel like it's masculine, but I think it's actually quite gender neutral branding. But that's just my opinion. Fair enough, fair enough. But I'm saying that there's a way to rebrand certain foods into being uh-huh. sexful, and I think <laughs> we need to make a sexful applesauce because right now it's plain. You got moths out there. No sex appeal to moths. Treetop. What's treetop? Yeah, none of my juices flowing. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. 
No, we need sexy applesauce. And I yeah. think we can I think we can make it. The sexiest yogurt of all time is Activia. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a sexy French yogurt out there. Oh, not not we, Nusa. We. We, we. Yeah. When I said no. sexy French yogurt, you immediately yeah. knew what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, but also there's Siggy's. You ever had Siggy's? Siggy's, Siggy's isn't is... sexy. Siggy's is like the it's responsible part. Yeah, yeah. It's no. like Visco Girl. Yeah, Visco sexy. Girl. Yeah, yeah. Sexy. It's like, okay, or like, like, uh, like I read Kinfolk <laughs> magazine sexy. You know, it's like I'm practical. I'm the one you're yeah. probably going to want to spend the rest yeah, of your yeah. life with. Right. But then we, we is the yogurt that you're like, I don't care what happens as long as we have tonight, baby. It's because it's in the glass bottle and <laughs> yes. has that really pretty top. Oh, my God. So funny. Okay. What's the hell are talking yeah. about? <laughs> I don't know. This is weird. What's Gogurt? Oh, oh Gogurt's not. Gogurt is, uh, uh, no, nah, Gogurt's uh, loose and lascivious. I love Gogurt. <laughs> Gogurt will be inside anyone. <laughs> as fast as possible. As fast as you can slurp. What are, where are we at? Lisa, Lisa, M-I-G. Ketchup with Mexican tamales is better than salsa. I like ketchup on a lot of things. Yeah. I To me, the sweetness would overtake. Depends what kind of tamal. Yeah. You know? True. That's very true. You know, but uh, I'm thinking with like, you know, uh, anything that has a saucy meat inside of it, the ketchup to me is going to ruin that taste. Yeah, true. Uh, I've had ketchup with my Mexican tamales, specifically turkey, and it's really oh. good. It's really good. I'm for it. I like it. I put ketchup on a lot of things. Yeah. Travis Kreis says bologna and peanut butter is amazing. We tested that. We tested no, various we meats. Well, we tested hot dog with peanut butter and we tested salami with we peanut did, butter. We and did. both were pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad, right? Yeah. I think we need, in the same way that we're making sexy applesauce, we need more diverse peanut-based condiments. Okay, cool. Because I think that's what people want. Yeah, but like they don't. I think about you the, think they do, but and then you create it, and then you pitch it to the grocery stores, and then no one buys it. Yeah, no that's one how, buys it. That's how most things happen. Yeah, it's like it's savory a, popsicles. It's no, like fun idea. No, no, one wants it. this is people. No, Josh, you think people want these things, but they don't. True, they true, say true. they do, but then it's in front of their faces, and they say, "Hey, what the hell is that?" And then they never buy it. And they're also in England for some reason. Pitch it in Wigan. They're also in Where England for some reason. You're in Norwich. <laughs> where, where, where are you at? You're at Cardiff by the Sea, huh? Cardiff. Uh, I'm at the white. What is it called? The white, white cliffs of Dover. Oh, we got the white cliffs of Dover at Glastonbury. White Where are you at, Dover. Nicole? Where's this fictional grocery store? But no, the way they use like think about tahini, right? Tahini, you put straight up tahini on a pita, on sandwich, on sabich. I don't. It's like gonna it. be garbage. Yeah. But that's why you take tahini and you mix it with the water, the lemon, the garlic, the salt, and yeah. then you get a beautiful condiment. That's what people need with peanut butter. Peanut butter is tahini. It's a base ingredient. Yes. You need to mix it with stuff. Yes. God dang it. All right. At I'm a cake ninja. <laughs> Good for you. When I was a kid, I would only eat salad with strawberry jam. I thought dressings were gross. This is fascinating to me mm-hmm. because there are a lot of salad dressings out there that are that jam. Are pretty damn close to jam. <laughs> that are pretty much jam. You get some of those bottled raspberry vinaigrettes. Yeah. Especially the fat-free raspberry vinaigrette uh-huh. where they're just spiking it with corn syrup yeah. to make you feel something. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much a jam. Yeah. Uh yeah. This this doesn't sound totally unreasonable to Not me. Not at all. Yeah. I literally you mix equal parts jam and balsamic, and that's a pretty solid vinaigrette right yeah. there. I mean vinaigrette using that term very yeah, loosely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Emulsification. Emulsi- yeah. Yeah, no, this is a good, this, this sounds pretty good. Yeah. Some, some dressings are kind of gross if you really think about what they are. Yeah, dressing in general is just a gross idea. It's a gross idea, yeah. But I like it. You have foods like you'd like to make dressing. them wetter. Here's a wet to food your foods. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I don't mind. It's like a gross thing, but in life, you need some gross things. Yeah, I mean, I dip yeah. all my pizza in salad dressing. Yeah. Not even ranch. I'll dip pizza in honey mustard. I don't care. Oh, well, that sounds good. Jax Grayson 005 says, I like to dip Dunkin' Donuts hash browns in the chocolate on top of the Boston cream donut. Uh, okay, do you, boo? You ever have spud nuts? No, but I've always wanted to try spud nuts. I've I've wanted to try potato-based desserts for a long time. I also <laughs> one time saw that there's truffles made out of potato, and I really want to try those too. Oh. I'm really sad about it. There's no potato places around here for me to try my desserts. Oh, Nicole don't got no spud nuts. No. Spud nuts is a potato-based donut shop. That sounds it. perfect for this person. Yeah, that sounds like what he, he You like he potatoes? You like the flavor of donuts? Go to spud nuts. That's right. Are they even still around? I haven't been to spud nuts in years. What is a spud? They were like perfectly fine. It kind of just tastes like a donut with like a little bit more kind of like chew spud and starchiness. Spud nuts near me. Oh yeah, there's multiples. We're taking a field trip to Spud Nuts. Really? Yeah, let's do it right Maggie, now. we're going to Maggie, Spud Nuts. Maggie, cut the podcast. We're going to Spud Nuts. <laughs> At AJ's Coffee Adventures, nachos should be layered. I don't care what Josh says about it. He's wrong. Uh, AJ, you want <laughs> layers? Eat a lasagna, fella. Go get a layer cake. Get yourself a meal foy. Get yourself a meal crepe. Don't layer your nachos. Nachos should be one layer. If you want what? more food... Eat two plates of nachos. I you? made a claim that nacho. when I watch people build nachos, they'll lay down chips, then they'll put cheese and toppings, and then more chips, and then more cheese and toppings. I'm ethically against that. Oh, interesting. Is Why? that how you build your nachos? Uh, it's, a, it's a preference thing. Like, it depends <laughs> on the day. I'm not, like, married to... I don't eat too many nacho plates, so I'm, like, mm. not that, like, particular about how it's assembled, unfortunately. I think that people... I mean, people will often get down into the distribution thing. They'll just say, like, you know, I don't want a layer of chips on the bottom that don't have the toppings. But for me, that's the sort of fun build-your-own-adventure of nachos. You get that plain chip, and you're like, this is an opportunity chip. This isn't a plain chip. This is an opportunity Uh for me to swipe through the rest of this plate to find the perfect bites of things Mm -hmm. that I want on these nachos. Mm -hmm. I think layering it, you're creating steam, you're creating wetness, you're creating a nacho lasagna. But that's enjoyable. Don't you think nacho lasagna, we need to make a nacho lasagna. But that's not nachos. That's not Ooh. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it on Mythical Kitchen. Uh, (laughs) Can I ask you a question about nachos? Please. Do you put regular cheese or do you put like cheese sauce? Um, I I used to be a very hardo on cheese sauce exclusively. Mm -hmm. Uh, But recently I've softened on that. I think if you do cheese sauce, the problem with that is I also love really soupy, liquidy beans on nachos. Yeah, you can't have both of them. You can't have both. It'll just be a... A gross disaster. Especially, I, I loaded up with salsa and various cremas, and like I made a nacho plate once with cheese sauce and soupy beans, and I think I even had like a braised meat, and oh, I was like, "This is soup." Much. Yeah, it was too much. This is soup with yeah. chip croutons. Yeah, yeah. And so now I've learned if I want soupy or other ingredients, I'll I'll use like you know like a Monterey Jack is just my favorite because you get such a nice Melty. texture on it, yeah. and meltiness. There's another style of nacho though that I I think a lot of people attribute to Texas and. There's a lot of hardos in Texas who believe that nachos should be individually built on each chip. Interesting. Yeah. So like every sounds everything like is composed. It sounds does sound like, like an effort. I don't care. Also, enough. to me, that's a tostaditas. Totally. I you agree know? with you. It's like a little tostada. Yeah. 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 All right. Questionable downhiller says, I think it's sacrilegious, but cheddar cheese on spicy ramen is good. Okay. I think this is a, I love putting cheese in my ramen, but it has to be American. The cheddar doesn't melt that well. Well, I mean, but think about when they said this, I was thinking about French onion soup. Hey, you get that little gratiné on top of that cheese. Oh, that's If this person's doing the gratiné of cheddar cheese on top. Oh, interesting. See, That's I nice. was thinking that it's just they're slopping down a slice. I'm letting They it might go. be. They might be. I'm yeah. giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're doing a gratiné, but I don't know how you'd like broil your ramen that would melt the styrofoam. 
Yeah, maybe they're not doing that, though. Maybe no. they're not. Yeah. But mixing in, yeah, cheddar mixing in with a thin broth is tough because she's going to separate into totally. the proteins yeah. and all that. American cheese gives you that that creaminess. Pop a little bit of cream cheese in there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of pickled jalapenos. Make like some jalapeno popper rum and wow. Oh. Dude, bacon pickled jalapenos, jalapeno cream popper, cheese, ramen. a little bit of broth. We got to do that on the show. We got to do that. <laughs> this is just a, Maggie, this is right, just, Maggie, write this down. This right, is just, just a brainstorming session. <laughs> Give us more good opinions. Thanks. There we go. Unpopular opinion from Dan Worley, 1030. Fettuccine Alfredo and chicken is the adult version of mac and cheese with nuggets. Hmm. Uh, In terms of basicness, yeah. In terms of basicness, yeah. That That's one of those things that... um. The foodorati, right? Like the, el- the elites, the elite food people in their oh, ivory towers. Foodorati, like they would Illuminati. Tell you, Good one, Josh. Hardy, hard one. Illuminati, actually, uh, literati is the reference. And oh. in, like the hyper literate, um, smart oh. people of society. That's okay, Nicole. Okay. But <laughs> what? What I'm saying is like intense foodies poo poo fettuccine Alfredo. It's like it's not authentically Italian. It's, it's like who gives a rat's a double hockey sticks. Also, it was invented in Rome, and it's a delicious dish. Uh, so I guess it is true that fettuccine Alfredo chicken is an adult version of mac and cheese and nuggets, especially you put a little bit of broccoli on there. I think it's delicious, too. I love it. It's, it who could not love it? But I do agree with this with this opinion that it is the adult version. It is. Yeah. It's, like, more acceptable for you to eat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Art Fexagila says, Mythical kitchen staff should be able to hug Josh at least once a year. Great opinion! Love uh, it! Will you sacrifice your Christmas bonus? Absolutely not. To hug me. Because that's because uh, it's not. a substitute good. You have to choose. It is not a, a hug is not equal to money. Well, fine, then you don't you get, want it. You no mean one... to tell me that you want me to give you money for me to hug you? Yes. Yes, that is the relationship. What does that even mean? Because you obviously are excited with the, for the prospect. For people I who don't wanna... know, I for maybe there's people who don't watch the the YouTube show. <laughs> I often joke about, but it is I'm also pretty serious <laughs> about the fact that I don't like to be touched, uh, and I don't like hugging uh, coworkers, especially. Um, and so that's where this is all coming from. So if, if my coworkers want to hug me, they got to give me their holiday bonus. I, that's the, <laughs> them's are the rules, Nicole. I don't, I don't make them, except I did. Yeah, you just made it. <laughs> last one, last one. At Liddy Casimiro, all peanut butter is gross, except for Laura's. Give me <gasps> all the oil on top, please. No. Yes. I refuse. Je refuse. Yeah, je, what am I gonna mix? My, refuse. <laughs> I'm gonna mix my own peanut butter like a peasant. No, nah, they should do that it. in the factory for me. Yes, I got what I th- what was billed as a no stir peanut butter, and there's a little layer of oil on top. Threw the whole thing away. Well, that's just because it was separated. Probably. I didn't actually. I mixed it and then I put it in the fridge, yeah, so it stopped yeah. separating. But no, I I don't. Life's too short. I got stuff to do. I'm not I'm not mixing my own peanut butter. I don't think all peanut butter is gross. I love creamy. I love chunky. I love this. I love that. But. I love Laura Scudders so much. I'd argue that like all peanut butter is pretty damn good, except yeah. for the Whole Foods 365 unsalted crunchy. Oh yeah, the unsalted is gross, but the honey, the the honey roasted. That stuff's good. But I accidentally bought the wrong honey. one one time, and I was just like, "This is so, it tastes so like bacterial and like burnt peanut skins." And I was like, "I'm out, I'm out." It's the first gross peanut butter I've had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At, one more. At Gilboard, bagels are a type of pasta. Josh, this wrong, is my opinion. Wrong, this is my wrong, opinion. You overstepped. You're wrong. Drinks or food or whatever I said. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And on that note, thank you for listening to Hot Dogs is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or Enhendizada with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. See you all next time.